Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Now with undead dinosaurs. An unusual surprise. Spared no expense. <laughs> I think we should run away. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yes. An unkillable <laughs> dinosaur, you say? <laughs> I, I was going to say emphasis on unkillable, which is, you know, one of those not often heard in Pathfinder phrases. Sorry, I was just remembering... Uh, Random. We're going to start a side tangent very early today. Oh, and it's Rick starting it. Rick, we're not even two minutes into the recording. I know. Check that off your bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a shower thought thing that was just like, a, what was it? The meteorite that killed the dinosaurs was the highest bird to stone ratio in history. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, my God. That's uh, that got me. Anyway, uh, speaking of birds... And by that, I mean speaking of dinosaurs. Well, I suppose speaking of when last we left our heroes in stone and all the rest of the good stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When last we left our doorkeepers, the party delving further into the uh, the heart of the slave trenches, the Tepsukonum, had made their way basically from, uh, from where your little teleportation mishap had dropped you off to across the sun disk to eventually descend down into the trenches and fight a couple of uh, undead elemental beings. Yeah, those are fun. They are fun. Get ready to see them again. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's a ton of them in here. There's a metric ton of those guys. Well, I mean, it's understandable. They're out for blood. And they all blame Sudi. What? Well, I mean, actually, you know. <laughs> You're wearing the mask. <laughs> I am wearing the mask, so you know that makes a, a good deal of sense. <laughs> I what a they don't blame Masika, though, so I guess well, she gets a just pass. Just a sec, couldn't have done it without funding. <laughs> it's true. They're they're going after. They're going to eat the rich. Uh -huh. Only an elected elected official. I the, can't do this by myself. Yep. The party upon defeating those had continued on, and you decided to make your way to the Guardian Vault, the Akuminet, where you believe the Akuminen had been buried. And along with the Plague Queen of blah blah blah. Plague Queen of Co. There you yes. go. Yeah, she's cool. I'm excited to meet her. I'm not. You're, oh, you're not going <laughs> to say that when she's trying to poison you and kill you. No, but well, she maybe, seems really rad. Maybe we can get her on our side. Hakatep's stalker. Yeah, she's obsessed with Hakatep. Maybe she's come around. It's maybe she'll be. She, maybe she'll be fine because I've got the mask. Who knows? Yep. You had then made your way down back into the trenches into where you believe that the guardian vault should be. At which point. Toughness you had pointed out down towards like, well, okay, yeah, it should be right down here. By the way, all the sand blows in here and routinely blocks the door. It's a whole thing. So uh, get your shovels out of which Citra actually had one. And Masika yeah. had one too. Masika has one as well. Yeah. Be prepared. I have an expeditious evacuation spell or something. Excavation spell if we really want it. Evacuation but... spell. <laughs> evacuation. We could really use an expeditious evacuation right about now. <laughs> It just makes like the ground into a little springboard board and launches you off into space. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> like an ejector seat. We're, we're just Team Rocket blasting off again. Yes. Uh, there's that great uh, teleportation spell that I think it's called Anywhere But Here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. But the, uh, the party, and by the party I mean uh, Citra and Masika, had set about beginning to dig out the, uh, the entrance to the Guardian Vault. And, and that was no sand. It in the rib. There may have been a little bit of a misstatement because the uh, the creature did not appear next. Like, you didn't hit the creature with your shovel. Oh, Aww. that was the implication that I got. And I found that very funny. You just kind of turned your head and gone, what was that sound? And then looked over to find it rising up from the dust of millennia. It heard you to, hit uh, another bone and was like, 
Them bones, them bones. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I suppose as we begin to okay, start things back up again. Yeah, we need to get out of here ASAP. All of you stand down here in the, uh, in the trenches. In essence, what almost forms this box canyon, about 50 feet high on each side, where you can see the, uh, the walls have kind of curved in down to this point to make their way up to this, uh, this little area that seems to collect all the sand and dust blown through, in essence, that blows through the length of the trench and then piles up here. As Citra had turned, she had seen the mammoth-sized creature. Both, uh, I think technically that's even incorrect because I think mammoths are huge-sized creatures. And this one is gargantuan. Oh, big, big one. He's a big old guy. Yep. And uh, you know what? I suppose we should just maybe start some combat. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, guys, I have one teleport. Be thinking so about if you want to try to hit the actual, like, inside the vault, or if we should just go to the vault. Uh, we need to go switch out this little figurine, whatever's the safest path there. Well, safe is relative. That's true. Well, and if we get down there, I don't have another teleport to get us back out, is the real question. Mm. So, be thinking. I mean, if we teleport away, it's not going to follow us. Nah. You know, and that vault, we just have to zoom by the golems. You know, I mean, uh, so the other the other thing is I only have one use of my winged boots, so I can get out but not in, or I can get in but not out. You can climb. No, I thought there were specifically like there's like the way that the holes are, oh, are yeah. done. There's yeah. there's like it, like there's a hole and then it opens up so that there's nothing. Hollis can, can telekinetic throw you through the hole. It's fine. <laughs> I can survive. Anyway, these are future problems. Current problems yep. are big dinosaur friends. It's true. It's true. Oh, Current I just assumed are, we were gonna all delay and then. Hollis was going to teleport go us first out after him. Because I this. rolled bad. Uh, uh, I'll uh, point out that only Citra made the perception roll to notice it. Uh-oh. Yeah, the rest of us don't even know it's here yet. Yeah, and I rolled real poor, y'all. So it gets a surprise thingy. We probably can trample because it's a big boy. The real question is how fast is it? Because <laughs> if it's moving at like 100 feet around, then we're going to be in trouble. I mean... Yeah, I figure Citra sees it out of the corner of her eyes and is like, we need to go. Huh? All right. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis rolls a three for a ten. Oh my. Sudi Kantar. Sudi rolled a six for a nine, because I'm also not ready. Oh no. Masika of the Beckon. Masika rolls a 14 for a 17. Everyone hide behind our friend. Citra Nahamra. Citra rolled a nine for a 15. I don't think I've seen all of you roll that poorly in a long time. I don't yes. love this. I mean, right how really often do normal people see a dinosaur? That's let true. alone an undead dinosaur. He's, oh, he's you know mummified. We, he's covered you know in little missed? mummy wrappings. We missed an obligatory... <laughs> okay, that music's when you see the nice little brontosaurus. That is not the music you hear when you see the T-Rex. I will point out that I already made a Jurassic Park yep, joke and no did. one laughed. I got it. I, I think I think only Heather got it. Oh, did you? Oh, my he bad. He said they spared no expense. I spared no expense. Oh, yeah. I got, oh. I got okay. the joke. All right. that, just... was a, that was a rather obscure. Like, that wasn't like it could have been for other stuff, you know? No, that's that's a Jurassic Park. That though. is a Jurassic Park reference, if anything is. Anyway, combat begins. Citra Nahamra, you have first initiative in the surprise attack round. Oh, Lord. Uh... Do not charge it. <laughs> Hollis, please tell me that you can get this out of here very quickly. I have one teleport that I prepared when I thought we were far away. Um, there's a dinosaur. What? I will take a five-foot step toward toward Hollis. All right. <laughs> That's Sounds like a plan. Everybody cuddle up with the wizard. That brings us to Censurit. 
the tribeater. Oh, that's right. It's also known as a tribeater. It's and a we're big a tribe. Scary boy. We're a tribe. It's got a reputation. We're it a does. small tribe. Everyone hide behind Tefnut. Oh, oh no. Oh no. It waddles okay, at five feet per round. Oh no. Censurit charges. Ah! We're in trouble. Will use his burst of vengeance to act as if he has haste as a swift action. Oh, oh no. We're in so much trouble. He can haste himself. Why is he vengeancing us? We've done nothing. We're interlopers, man. I mean, we're As he friend. barrels across oh, the distance. my gosh. Brings himself within range of Sudi, leaps into the air, and pounces. What? <laughs> he pounces like a kitty. Unfair. Unfair surprise this round action. This is going to hurt so much. Yep. Oh, Single no, flat-footed. Sudi's also wearing the mask, so he probably thinks like, oh, they stole it. Maybe. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> so he is power attacking by default. Oh, God. Oh, I don't think it's going to matter. That's what he does. Oh, God. Uh, however, that first attack with that bite is a natural one, so that's oh, not oh, hit. Goodness. All right. Follows that up. You're rolling poorly, guy. He Keep just doing woke it. up. Yeah, Keep he just going. woke up from a nap. However, that is a 29. You are flat-footed. Oh well, God, but yeah, that's going to hit me then. Surprise round? He pounced. Uh, because of pounce. Uh, yep. And you can make a charge action as a um, as long as you're charging only one movement speed. You can make a charge action as And because he's hasted, his movement speed is 30 feet more than what it was normally. That's one fast dinosaur. Oh my gosh. Well, all right. Time to hurt. I'll go ahead and figure out the rest of the attacks because all the attacks are coming at Sudi. Oh god, there's more attacks? Oh god. So probably a bite and at least two claws. And he's hasted. Oh. Oh gosh. Yeah, but he shouldn't get an extra haste attack this round. Yeah, pounce allows you to get a full attack. What is the exact wording on pounce? When a creature with this special ability makes a charge, it can make a full attack, including rake attacks if the creature also has the rake ability. Yep. And haste gives you an additional f- attack whenever you take a full... Full attack is action. Specifically mm-hmm. full attack action. I'm hoping it's full attack action because I need it to be <laughs> if I'm going to survive making this. a full attack action may make one additional attack. Does pounce count as... It specifies a full attack. Really, it's just missing the word action, but I'll count that. So haste attack also. Boo. Uh, it follows that up with a 25. Your That's a miss. Very well. That's right. Sudi's dexterity doesn't add a whole lot to this, and you still get your insight. Uh, no, it only adds three, it. so, you know, I've I've got a 27 right now. Muscle monk. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a bite attack. That bite attack comes in with a 32. Yep. All right, so the first claw hits... Oh, nuts. So you dodge the first bite as you just stumble back from this. The second claw just happens to miss you just by happenstance as you almost trip over yourself. Turning around and suddenly finding a... How, uh, how big are you, guy? Very big. Very fast. Much, much large. 60 feet long. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. And it looks like approximately maybe about 25 feet at the back. What type yeah. of dinosaur is he? A Spinosaurus. He's a Spinosaurus. They're about T-Rex size. Like from Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. Uh, that first claw is for 40 points of damage. Ow! Jeez. That's 37 points of damage, but ow! <laughs> <laughs> that DR3 really helping right now. As it strikes you, the bite also comes in and hits. <sighs> oh, that's convenient. That is also 40 points of damage. Ow. Wait for it. Does a 47 beat your combat maneuver defense? Yes! Sudi stumbles back, gets Shoot. right across the chest. And then this 
gargantuan skeletal maw comes down, snaps him, and you just see his legs kicking as it begins oh, to God. lift him up into the air. You are grappled. Oh God. Oh God. Um, that's a that's a huge problem. Yep, we're not escaping this round. Yep. That takes us from Sinsurit the Tribe Eater to round one of combat. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing half of my the now. Can Whip I make any kind of roll about this? Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> Why don't you have that right now? Disintegrate. Yeah, whatever you've got. You may make a knowledge religion or knowledge nature. Sorry, you may make a knowledge religion and knowledge nature. Well, I roll a 12 for a 36 on the nature. I know it's a Spinosaurus. Okay. And then I roll a 15 for a 30 with the knowledge religion. Okay. You know exactly what this thing is. Now, I'll even give that to you. Why not? You rolled really well. So, first off, this was a Spinosaurus. Uh, Spinosaurus are one of the larger breeds of uh, land-dwelling dinosaurs. Uh, in fact, it is larger than the Tyrannosaurus rex. The Spinosaurus primarily hunted along coastal and river shorelines, or at the very least believed to have been. You may ask pertaining towards the Spinosaurus three questions. Does it have any special attacks? It does. Uh, first off, a Spinosaurus can pounce, okay, which we saw you that. just saw illustrated. <laughs> Secondly, and probably immediately filling Masika with a bit more panic, uh, they also possess Swallow Hole. Well, nuts. Yeah, that's bad. You have two questions yep. remaining. Uh... I, I doubt it has any, but special defenses. It possesses no special defenses. Yeah, does it have any special qualities? I mean, it's just dinosaurs are animals, aren't they? Well, not really pertinent any longer. Um, it would have had the ability to hold its breath for a really long time. <laughs> hey, something we have in common. Okay. Uh, if pertinent and something it does actually still have, it uh, does possess scent. Oh, okay. Even All in right. dead, it still possesses scent. It smelled us because we haven't been able to shower in a bit. <laughs> hey, we shower anytime we want in the mansion, man. Oh, that's true, do, that's true. Do a sand shower <laughs> out here. Secondly, you're able to determine that this is a mummified creature. Mm -hmm. oh, great. Uh, much akin to what you faced previously as far as the harpies are concerned, this is not a true mummy in all of respects. It is a mummified creature. Right. Uh, what you generally knew pertaining towards them previously was that they do have a frightful presence aura. Oh, that just reminded me. I do need to have you guys roll for that. Do I have to roll for it even though I'm inside it? Yes. <laughs> you can still be terrified when it, in its mouth. In fact, it's probably the most terrifying place. Yeah, exactly, scary, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it also possesses damage reduction, the standard kind of mummy damage reduction that cannot be overcome. Yeah, but it has a weakness. We just have to find the symbol on its... Yes. It would have a, a symbol on its body that you could attempt to look for, at which point you could try to determine what elemental weakness that it possesses. It's a lot of body. You are also aware, as you previously dealt with it, that it can do that burst of vengeance, which was that supernatural speed that you just saw. It can do that twice per day. Mm. And more importantly, that a creature killed by the natural attacks of this creature are disintegrated into a cloud of dust and ash, completely destroyed. Yeah, we don't As per the that. disintegrate spell. No, thank you. Yeah, Masika can't fix that. Well, we have that lantern, so maybe? I, it only can do it once. Well, <laughs> hopefully well, we, we may not have a once. choice if I get disintegrated. <laughs> I'm just saying if more than one of us get murdered. We um, also have a limited wish. We'll figure it out. Be positive. No one's dying. And we don't know what other abilities. It, we know it's unkillable. So. Hawk I think it was. Lord I think knows, it can't die, but we can still yeah. injure it, right? We just know that it's unkillable, I think. Yeah. Go ahead and make me uh, Go ahead and make me two perception checks. Mm. I 
perception so bad. I roll a 10 for a 17, and then an 11 for an 18. Okay. Yeah. You do not see the uh, the mark on this thing. All right. Um, and uh, go ahead and have the party make me a will save while we're about, at it. About to say, wow. I need to know if everyone's a feared. I roll a six for okay. a 17. Okay, I roll a 14 for a 30. I rolled an eight for a 19. Okay. It's not a curse, is it? Nope, mind affecting fear effect. I roll a 14 for a 32. Okay. Sudi, despite being in this thing's mouth, you're just like, okay, there's got to be a way out of this. <laughs> get big. I need, I need to get into a part of it where I can get big and start cutting my way out. Uh, for Citra, this thing is closing on you with unholy speed as mm-hmm. you see it bearing fully down. The only person fully aware of this thing is it basically took Sudi from behind. Hollis, you just turned around to go, okay, I can get us. Oh, crap. Out of here. <laughs> and then there's just Sudi's legs dangling from this thing's mouth. As such... Hollis and Citra are both shaken. Yeah. Okay. All right. Not stirred. Shaken's fine. So there's yeah. still no reason why we can't teleport out of here. Unless he gets swallowed before Hollis gets to go. I don't think I have anything that's going to help Sudi get out of the grapple, though. It's sad. He'd be so cute if he wasn't eating me. He got little T-Rex arms. He's like he's in a Halloween costume. <laughs> it does look a lot like he's in a Halloween costume. <laughs> yep. Is barrel barrel towards you, screaming trick or treat before snatching up Sudi. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll cast my last heal spell on Sudi. Thank you. I I really don't have much left after that, y'all. Yeah, we may have to do a sleep. Barrel. So well, we were kind of planning forward, on that anyway. Jumps up in the air as she is very short, and Sudi is inside of this thing's mouth and just slaps the bottom of his foot like a reverse high five. Narmer, okay. find the find the symbol. Find it. Okay, I'm on it. I hope it's Ashid so I can take this thing on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he even would provoke flying into its square. Narmer rolls a 12 for a 30. Wait, wait, there it is. Oh, there's two of them. Go ahead and have Narmer make me a linguistics check. Two. He rolls a 16, so with his intelligence modifier is an 18, and then with Masika's ranks, seven ranks in linguistics, gets him a 25. Yep, yep, there's a cartouche for Aish. Hmm. So Aish is on the table. (laughs) I'll show you the second one there. Uh, He may make a knowledge arcana. He doesn't have knowledge arcana. Nope, I don't know what it is. Hmm. But it's right there in the center of his chest. I hope it's a heart (laughs) tattoo that says mom. From Masika, we go to Citra Nahamra. As Masika did have to take a five-foot step, you still have move action remaining if you wanted to do anything with it. No, I'm good. You believe you're just outside of this thing's reach. Uh, Then uh, Citra is going to reach into her handy haversack. It is uh, turning out to be quite handy. Um, I shall draw out my freedom from movement scroll. I will take a... Freedom from movement. (laughs) Freedom from movement. I will take a a five-foot step forward toward Sudi who is flailing, and I shall touch him with the scroll. Well, I will touch him while I cast the magic of the scroll. <laughs> Very well. You slap him with the scroll. Yes. Three or higher for this to go off. Woohoo! Yep. I got a 14. That's Yay! my student! <laughs> That's my student. <laughs> so uh, that gets me a 32 to cast Freedom of Movement. Or from, is it of? It's of, it's of. okay. I mistyped that in my sheet. Uh, Freedom of movement. uh, Freedom from movement would just be you're bound up and, you know, immobilized. Anyway, I... It's your mutable rush. I cast that upon 
Sudi, who shall hopefully slide like butter out of this creature's grasp. In fact, as you step forward, reach up, uh, chant and tone, lay a hand on Sudi's leg, there's this flash of blue energy and Sudi just pops out like someone holding a bar of soap <laughs> too tight as he just shoots out of this thing's mouth. What? See if he can figure free. out what the cartouche on its chest is since I don't have knowledge or Kana, so Narmer couldn't. Uh, you may make a perception roll if you so wish to, Citra. Now that you know to look for it. I don't think I'm going to get that, though. Uh, she's still freaked out. Uh, I rolled a two for a 20. No. You're a little more focused on Sudi than looking at this thing's chest. That brings us to Tefnaju, who nods down towards the rest of you. I wish you luck, but this fight is yours. He can't help us. He then sinks down into the earth. Does he at least give us the Terminator 2 thumbs up? Yes, his thumb sticks up as he sinks down. I'll pour one out for you should you die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He gives a little nod back towards the dinosaur sensor. Dinosaur nods back, tough as you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I can speak. Mondays, right? Mondays. (laughs) Sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. (laughs) From there we go to sensor. Uh-oh. Ah, nuts. Who cocks his head since... He was planning on eating you. Oh, thank you. Please don't eat our friend. That was the only one I had of that, so if well, anybody else gets grappled, we squood. <laughs> it's the best we can do. We'll go ahead and take a five-foot step to the side. No, no. Oh, no, 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 thank no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. Shuffle a little closer to that wizard back there. No, no. And I don't even we'll... know anything, friend. <laughs> That's a real problem. No, no. He's like, that looks like a spellcaster back there. No, 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 no. I'm, a, cow- I'm a good singer. That. Yeah. <laughs> pop out. Pop out, I think. Pew, pew. Uh, nope, he'll take a five-foot shuffle to the side, and he'll go ahead and bite out at Sudi again. Thank you. Better me than Hollis. Yes, please. Or Masika. Because I haven't gone yet. That or really is anybody. a 36. Oh, my God, yes. God. Bye-bye, all those hit points I just got back. It was nice hey, while I had you. That was a much better roll, too. No, don't tell you that. Don't say that. That would be 52 points of damage as his teeth slam into you. Uh, He then attempts a grapple check, which automatically fails as you pop back out of his mouth. (laughs) Totally worth it. So he cocks his head to the side since his eyes are kind of like widely spaced to stare down at you. I'm imagining he's doing that thing where he like he's gnashing his teeth going, why are my teeth so slippery? He'll go ahead and uh, well, first off, he'll go ahead and take a claw swipe at Sudi also because... This is frustrating. Uh, that is with a 29. You're still flat-footed. Wait, I'm still flat-footed? Oh, God, I haven't even you gone still yet, haven't have gone. I? <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Okay, that hits me. Very well. Oh, boy. He wants a snack. Uh, chomping a hole for 37 points of damage. Or, sorry, claw- clawing into you for 37 points of damage. Then we'll take a claw attack at Citra. That is with a 31. No. As Citra slides underneath the claw swipe, go ahead and take a haste attack at Citra as well. Wow. Rude. He will bite. Rude, no. What a jerk. Oh, this could be really bad. No. Um, no. So that is a 41 to hit. Yeah. That is a threat. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is a 33 to confirm. Yeah. Jesus. Oh. That's going to real hurt. And he's going to grab you. Well, we can still tell yeah, if she's grabbed, just not if she's eaten. I also have an unfettered shirt. Oh. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, there you go. So. We're going to really <laughs> frustrate this guy who just wants a meal. I'm trying to not look at how many fingers he's, like, holding up for damages. 
hoping it's only a 2x critical. Oh, yeah, that'd be wishful thinking. That would be 92 points of damage <laughs> as he what? chomps onto you, ripping into the rogue, blood splattering the sand. Will a 48 beat your combat maneuver defense? Oh, yeah. He grabs you as he lifts Citra up into his ball. Like, okay, this will work. Not a fan. Hollis Starkweather. Okay, question one. Am I in reaching distance here? Yes. Not of Sudi. Well, no, you'd I mean the dinosaur. Get... I'm trying to figure out if I can loop myself around to get here without provoking. So you are... I'm in his mouth, I think. You will enter <laughs> into his reach when you reach, when you get behind Sudi. Okay, that's fine. You're not passing through his reach. You're simply entering it. Oh, that's okay, okay then. Oh, man. Hollis uh, does a little loop around the group and then is going to, you know, essentially grab Citra between its teeth and right. you leap up, grab onto Citra. Because I'm sure it can still claw me. If pertinent, I'll let you decide this. Hmm. Uh, it is grappling. You don't know if it's taking the penalty to only grapple with its teeth, at which point it can still make claw attacks. But if it is grappling, it cannot take attacks of opportunity. Hmm. Nah, uh, I roll. I rolled really well on my check anyway. So I roll an 18. Which gets me a, oh no, math. Gives me a 43 for this uh, fifth level spell. All right. And then I will teleport us. I'm just going to teleport us. I'm trying to think of like, where have we spent the most time that I could probably get right? I mean, we, we were, lantern we vault. went twice lantern in the vault. lantern vault. That's where yeah. I'm going, lantern vault. All right. Where specifically in the lantern vault are you going? Oh, that room with the circle and the weird tube. Big ball. Tunnel. Oh, the activation chamber. Yeah, the activation chamber thing. Because I've teleported there successfully one time, and so I feel safe. I don't know. Very well. I'm going to picture that weird circle. All right, this is the second time you've done this, so I will... I believe it was viewed once previously, so I'll bump it up to... Uh, what is this thing casually? place that you've seen more than once, but which you're not very familiar. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll bump it up. Sounds, this sounds about right. I got a 39 on my percentile. Woo! I think very that's well. good. So Hollis, you run forward, leap up into the air, just kind of like grab Sudi's shoulder with one hand, grab onto uh, Citra's ankle with your other. I'm sure Masika sees what's happening and just kind of reaches out an arm and grabs onto Hollis's shoulder. I poke Masika with my leg. <laughs> you just yeah, you kick Masika in the solar plexus and then <laughs> oh, teleport. No. Oh, can I also look at this thing's chest real quick before we leave? Sure, while you're doing all the rest of that, go ahead and make me a perception roll. I, I love that you're, like, casting on the defensive, grabbing all these people, and you're like, what's you know, that symbol? she's being pregnant. She leaps into the air, and she's just like, sugar, tell me what you see, and then, like, That's dies up. <laughs> uh, I roll a 17 for a 41, Arcana. Holy cow. Okay, you still have to make the perception roll to see it. Oh, okay. That's not as good. Oh, but I rolled a 19 on that die, so that's uh, 20, a 33. A 33. You do note the symbol on its chest. It's not a hieroglyph, not specifically. Technically, it is made of hieroglyphs. It's a cartouche. The cartouche denoting the name of Hakatep. That's weird. Tattooed on this thing's chest. After a second, you realize that this must be a focus, in essence, a necromatic focus as you see this leaping up through the air. You think this must actually be what is causing its invulnerability. Mechanically huh. speaking, you could even feasibly have, like, someone, well, not you, but Sudi, could feasibly even sunder. If you were able to destroy this marking, you could actually remove its invulnerability as well. Oh! Oh, that's in case you don't find the little statuettes. In yeah, in case you don't find the statues, yeah. Too late! Bing! You grab onto your compatriots. 
you know, kick out, Masika just kind of grabs onto your foot. There's this hook sensation behind your navel, and all of you feel this momentary sense of falling. The world goes black before reappearing as sand and air displaces where suddenly there's now bodies where a couple of seconds before there was only air shooting across the room. Citra, you fall free, slamming basically just face first down onto the platform as you drop free from your teleportation. Uh, uh. Ow. Ow. Everybody here? Everybody's here. Four. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. In some sense. I like that all of that happened in less than six seconds yes. and Sudi still hadn't actually <laughs> exactly. reacted. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I haven't gotten to react yet, so I'm going to say ow. <laughs> Sudi took like over a hundred points of damage in that. All right. Man, that was definitely an apex predator. Sudi glances down at what probably is like, like, like rips and tears in his shirt and everything. Well, to be fair, you feel great. I mean, I'll make it, but ow. I'll make it. You're still, well, no, you got hit again with one of those claw attacks. Yes. So, okay. Sudi went, went down to 90 something hit points, got back up to full and I'm down at 117 again from, Mm. from 180. So yeah, I took like over a hundred points of damage. I'm at 28. Oof. (laughs) Speaking of other person, another person took a hundred points of damage. How insane is that? I got critted by a dinosaur. All right, well, Man, now we that, know. Avoid the map. If that claw had hit you, that might have just flat out killed you. Oh, 100%, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. All right. You were doing like 40 on a claw. I'm thinking we take a sleep. Yeah? That sounds like a good idea. Ugh. Uh, do we want to call Tefnaju? Can we I call can't Tefnaju? Con- I can't contact him again. Oh. We'll do in the morning. I could go by myself. No. No. Okay. Not with that thing out there. There's also some sort of sandstorm maybe somewhere. We don't know. Yeah, is the sands? Can we? Well, can someone else uh, that has not been bitten by a dinosaur go check outside? And see <laughs> Hollis will peek around I the like, corner. I like, I like the idea that Masika and Hollis look at, at Citra and Sudi, who look at each other, then look back at them like, no. <laughs> I'll look out the door and see if we see any sandstorm out there. It's probably loud. Uh, you can tell that it is windy and the sand is moving outside. That sand's You'd out have to there. You actually stirring. go outside and like look up because you're down inside the trench now. I could just make a mansion here. And then we can just stay in here, away from the sand, etc. I think that is wise. It definitely seems like a time to lick wounds and come up with a different strategy because that creature is very dangerous. Oh, yes, but now I'm wondering if, if it is this dangerous now, the figurine is supposed to make it more powerful but killable. Are we going to be able to face it if it is more powerful if we face it at full strength know when it's there we can do some preparatory top stuff and maybe attack it from on high on at the range was what I was thinking let's well, not yeah. get close to it that might be it's pretty fast it's gonna close well it would not have to climb flying. if we're up on high well we're flying sure it's true if we keep it in the trench and we stay above that might be Preferable. I, I mean, some I don't know. I can Does anybody do. know if it can climb? It looked like it could with those claws, but I don't know much about dinosaurs. Can it climb? It would climb as well as a creature with its ridiculously high strength score could climb. Yeah. Crud. I have a, a spell or two that can paralyze things. Masika probably could prepare something similar. Like, But first, I think healing, sleeping, getting our strength back. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yes. Ow. Hollis will pop us up a mansion. 
So he does oh. that thing where he's touching his wounds. You know he should. He knows he shouldn't, but he's kind of just poking them anyway. So Hollis pulls out her spell book, reprepares her mansion yep. spell, and then mansions. So we can at least rest. So somewhere. we can at least be comfortable while we sit here well, in agony. A little bit harder to get to if somebody's really dead set on getting us. There's probably like an infirmary corner, you know, in, in the mansion. It's vulnerable to cold. I unfortunately really only have the cone. Yeah, me too. Hey, that's something. Yeah, seriously, cone of, I've been looking over the shaman spell list. Cone of cold is literally the only spell they get that does cold damage. Ouch. That must you can cast anyway. I didn't look at 8th or ninth level spells, but yeah. yeah. Well, and that cartouche on its chest, if you sundered it, would take away... It's like... That thing's some sort of necromatic focus for Hakatep. So if you send it that, it would probably take away its invulnerability. Although, we'll just put that little figurine I'd rather on. not risk having to, you know, chance it. Let's just use the statue. Oh, yeah. But maybe both. Maybe if you do both, it does something else if we need to. So there you go. That's a thing we know. You're aware that the statue grants it uh, permanent haste and uh, regeneration. Yep, slow on your list. I don't think, I don't know if shamans get slow, but it'd be a heck of a time for slow. I don't think so. Hmm. <laughs> Everybody takes haste. Nobody takes slow. Well, at least I didn't. You should probably prepare several freedoms of movement. Yes. If you want me to, like, go toe-to-toe with that, I'm going to need that. Although I really think none of us should be in melee with it. What what do you think I'm going to do? Yeah, do you have, you or Stitcher have ranged attacks that are going to get through this thing's damage reduction? Because it has damage reduction like a mummy. Um, It is, is of course, pertinent that Hulse does not have freedom of movement. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. not a spell I can learn. It's not a wizard spell. Dang. I well, I can hit it with either. a finger of death that, that will not. do nothing to it. Um, eye bite that I don't think will do anything to it. Um, speak with dead, which is useless, and death ward, which isn't going to be useless, useful. So all of the mask abilities aren't really geared towards killing undead. Yeah. If you're evil, you could make it stronger. It's true. I mean, if we go toe-to-toe with it again, at least I could use a charge on my ring of stony flesh. Mm. And I have the unfettered shirt. So I can get into melee and try to, you know do what I can, but that yeah, regeneration if, is going to be a, it's going to be a mother. Well, yeah, maybe I was going to say, can... I get DR5 if I'm big, and if I, if we get another level somehow, I could get DR10. I have chains we of light. We just leveled up not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. I like I'm just saying. Like, what if we grind? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I mean, I feel like this is a, this is the big boss of this adventure, clearly. I say we rest up and then we, we do anything. Um, I do have chains of light, which is a reflex save. But that would paralyze him, hold him in, pay, in place. That's a possibility. Which isn't bad. So we'll see. Anyway, for, no, for now, I think we're just going to... Hey, I've got alcohol fires. <laughs> I do have Kono Cold and can prepare a bunch of those. Well, not a bunch, but some of those. So I suppose you gather yourselves together that evening. Retreat into your mansion. Rest. Mm-hmm. Do we have any healing we can toss on Citra? Because I doubt she's going to get, what was it, 90-something oh, back all that overnight? Bad. I don't know, because I think Masika was tapped. And I already w- I already got her uh, healing hex before, so I don't know if there's any. Yeah, I have a cure light wounds left. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, might as well burn it. Yeah. Um, if not, we I mean, we have the, the wand, but... So you get 15 points back. Turns out getting eaten by a dinosaur hurts. Oh, um, we've got a plus one composite longbow strength plus five that I could use. Cool. Are you proficient? Um, Are you proficient with the longbow? Nope. Okay, bear in mind, too, that if I'm in melee, that the only way I'm going to be able to help take this thing down is if you're flanking Somebody's in the flank. 
Yeah. Otherwise, mm. I cannot do enough to counteract its regeneration. Greater invisibility. Yeah. Just turn Citra invisible, and then Citra runs forward into murderizes. I don't <laughs> I mean, know if I have that. Oh. You can healers, vanish, I have a healer's <laughs> kit. If I do the tending to Citra, she heals, like, what, double her hit points? If you are providing first aid, or mm-hmm. providing uh, long-term care, sorry. Yeah, she'll get two hit points back for a full eight hours of rest. Two? Two per level. Okay. Instead of one per level. Here's oh, what I've discovered. Uh, we've got three elemental gems, one of air, one of fire, one of water. So oh, yeah, they're on, that, to... they're on that bracelet. We could... Yeah, that are on that ankle bracelet. So, I mean, we could use those just to try to eat up some of its attacks. I mean, at least the one of cold, because it's going to do the most damage. Because We also have that wand of summoning uh, four. So, I mean, there's there's things we could throw down there that could give Citra the flank, potentially. I don't have greater invisibility. I only have regular invisibility. Bummer. I mean, that'd get her at least one hit off on it. Yeah, but then she's down there. Oh, at the very least, then she's down there with a, having a minus six to attack her. So. Again, though, if I use my Ring of Stony Flesh, though, then I can just, like, whoop out into the <laughs> earth yeah, if I really need Sudi's to. Yeah, going to have to get down to the flank with Citra, if, since we don't have greater invisibility. Otherwise, you know, undead aren't, removed, aren't immune to bestow curse, are they? It's uh, a necromancy no, so, spell. It's a will save. Also, he should have taken a d6 point of damage because of my helmet. Oh, yeah, that's true. Although, okay. isn't he unkillable? <laughs> Go ahead and bounce your D6. <laughs> just just so he stings a little, he got five points of damage just from getting near me. Okay. You bloodied him at least, so there's that. <laughs> okay, here's what here's what we do, Citra. You you pick off the diamond that's a prismatic spray, and you hope that you get the one that sends it to another plane. <laughs> I think I've only got one of those. You do only have one of those. There is prismatic spray, wall of fire, fireball, and daylight. I've used the daylight and two of the fireballs. So you all settle in for the evening, eat a meal, kind of a little bit like, I imagine all of you just around the table, you know, it's that, uh, that scene from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where like Sudi takes the giant thing of potatoes and basically goes like, okay, so here's the trench, like makes a trench out of the potatoes. <laughs> it's like, so you make your way forward into here. Um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is what you went with? Yeah. I mean, that was the first one that sprung to mind for me, making oh. a trench out of potatoes. He makes an entire, like, plateau thing out of potatoes in it. Oh, no, I thought Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Robin Hood. Yeah, they do the whole thing where they make the entire uh, castle out of rocks, and then they make their plan of attack on how they're going to do everything. Well, yeah, but I wanted to make it food-related. Anyway, you probably spend the evening going over your various, like, you know, Hollis, what about this spell? No, I don't have that spell. No, I don't have that spell. That's not even a wizard spell. (laughs) (laughs) What if we all have freedom of movement? Nope. What if we let Hollis get eaten and then she casts Detonate? I don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a plan. You then all settle in for the evening to sleep. And uh, go ahead and have everyone make me a will save. (laughs) Nuts. Nuts. I roll a 10 for uh, for a 21. I roll a 13 for a 27. Uh, Masika rolls an 8 for a 26. Citra rolled a 7 for an 18. Woo! Wow. (laughs) You... All manage to sleep through the night, although it is one of those you're kind of constantly tossing and turning and rolling over at some point, burying your heads in, the, in your pillows to try to get rid of this faint, so faint as to almost be imperceptible droning sound. For Masika, of course, this is worse as it is this constant irritation just tickling at the back of your mind. 
Citra, you sleep. One moment struggling with your pillow as you roll over, punch it a couple of times, just to kind of fluff it up some. I'm sure considering that Hollis has created this magical construct, probably eventually just giving up on the pillow entirely, because you didn't grow up with like plush pillows full of goose down and all the rest of that. Like you grew up with basically a straw mat in your arm for a pillow as a child. Yeah. Get to the point where just kind of everything in your room's a little too comfortable. Eventually you manage to fall asleep and it's an almost instantaneous transformation. One moment you're laying in bed and the next moment you are standing in a room. The air is warm. Sunlight plays its way through red and gold curtains into a richly appointed stone room. On the far side of the room, you see three figures. One is a boy, maybe 10. Across from him is a younger boy, probably no more than five or six. A fine looking gold and velvet chair sits off to the side. And upon that sits an older man, maybe in his fifties, well-trimmed beard completely bald head, wearing the black and white robes of an Ethian priest. The boys sit on the floor, seemingly in a competition. And as you approach closer, you can tell that both of them have an ink file and brush and are writing out hieroglyphs, seemingly just going through a hieroglyphic, the equivalent of a hieroglyphic alphabet, but rushing, racing one another to its conclusion. The older of the two smiles as he finishes, puts down his brush and holds it up, presenting it to the older man, saying to him, look, father. The older man nods, very well done. The younger boy holds his up as well, glowering back towards the older boy as the old man looks this over, nods, also acceptable. You're both improving greatly. But I finished first, the older boy says. The old man places a hand on his shoulder. My son, you should be respectful, gracious in victory. After all, this young boy will be your pharaoh someday. The child just smiles and shoves the older boy's arm, and you should be gracious in defeat. It is a difficult lesson to learn, one that your father never mastered. You, the old man turns to look across the room directly into your eyes, Citra. You shouldn't be here. Citra turns around and looks behind her. You're alone. As you look back, only the old man stands there. The room slowly seems to disintegrate into ash and you find yourself standing ankle deep in blackish water. <sighs> it's not your time yet. Uh... Ah, proximity. You're near. You could only be a dozen miles away to be this apparent. You're perhaps attempting to communicate with me, I'm not certain. But that's not how this works. You can see, but not interact. I'm not looking for you. The man, Nahamra, seems to age and turn into an ashen figure as he approaches. Interesting. You know who I am. Again, he seems to be unable to register what you're saying. <sighs> I will find you, granddaughter. You wake with a start. Feeling tired, but at the very least rested the following morning. Cool. Nice. Nahamra's an OG. He's <laughs> also the jerk who started all this. True. I mean, he might have had a reason. We don't know yet. He wanted to be Pharaoh. No. <laughs> I doubt it. That doesn't feel like what we've discovered. <laughs> all right. 
Yeah, you awaken the following morning and uh, I imagine rejoin your compatriots at the breakfast table. So I got 28 hit points back overnight. Yep, Masika helped bandage you up and kind of come in and check on you a couple times. <laughs> I'm still down 55 hit points. Yeah, I'm down 49. I mean, that's why we got the wand, so that you, you know, wouldn't always have to use all your stuff and deplete you. <laughs> We're probably going to need your coins of gold. I was going to say, I think I think this is one of those fights where we will probably need the offensive powers more than the healing. Um, did find something interesting. Within our loot, we have a bracelet of friends with one charm. So I'm, I'm planning worst case scenario here that we're getting messed up and we need, like, let's just assume that, like, I think, Citra, you said you have something that gives you freedom of movement? Yeah, I have an unfettered shirt. Okay, so we cast freedom of movement on me, but let's say we're getting low on hit points, we're fixing to die. Well, um, we, don't, we don't have another freedom of movement. That was a scroll. That was a scroll. Oh. Okay, well, in that case, this will become even more <laughs> valuable. So, the bracelet of friends allows the user to key the charm to one person, because we only have one charm. By speaking that person's name, you teleport them to you. So it could be a get out of the mouth of the beast situation. Hmm. Yeah. I think it should be keyed to you then. Once the charm is activated, it disappears. So it's only going to be useful for once, but... Yeah, that sounds like a good get out of jail free card. That's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. And I think Rachel's argument is that she at the very least won't get swallowed whole. Yeah, you won't get no. swallowed whole. Yeah. Well, you can be my, my friend and I can just call you back to wherever the heck I'm hiding. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah, my uh, unfettered shirt gives me freedom of movement for 10 minutes. Yeah, and if I use my ring of stony flesh, I'll get the benefits of stone skin and the ability to earth glide. So that'll help. Uh, hopefully. I definitely think we should try to fly at it to start with and see if we can't soften it up with some of those like cone of colds and things that before we get in there. Hopefully it doesn't have some kind of burrow ability. I can also pop displacements on people. Oh, I also that would have be a mirror images scroll I could use. That is also useful. a good thing to use. At this point, we basically need to buff the bejesus out of us because uh, that was already horrifying. So and I, I have a wand of haste, what... so I can haste us. Haste would also be good. All right. So I guess the plan is to go track down our dino friend and get this done. Well, I guess we step have to go one. switch out the figurine first. but Yeah, swap figurine step one, and then we'll go find this guy and hit him with everything we got. All right. So I'm assuming you uh, you do your usual run the gauntlet. Yep. Yep, yep, jump in a hole. Jump down to the bottom. Use your uh, either a round of fly or get my overland flight. Featherfall or boots. I don't think yeah. everybody needs to go. It's completely up to you. Yeah, and I mean, if point. one person who's who's flying just wants to go down there, switch it out, and then come back up. So Hollis. All right. Although if you're going down there and then coming back up, if you're not uh, invisible or dimension dooring or something like that when you make your return, then they will get an attack on you. That's why you've been going down there and then Dimension Dooring back out. I mean, theoretically, Citra could do it and just vanish on the way back up. That seems good. You'll need to use two charges of your um, flying ability, right? Two minutes or whatever? It's the sword. It's the sword. Yeah, she'd have to use two rounds of it, is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, for two sword, rounds, yeah. yeah. Very well. I don't remember if it was so, minutes or rounds. We won't bore the audience with that, so go ahead and mark off two rounds of your ability to fly as well as a, uh, a vanish spell for you to run down there, switch out these uh, these platforms. Soup up the uh, the dino. Slash make it killable. Slash make it killable. Rush down there, rush back up, rejoin the rest of your party. I suppose you all set off from here, or you... I'll make my chariot. Okay. And, and then fly. I figure we'll get nearby and we'll fly to the top. Like, essentially, yeah, for sure. get closer. Very well. You gather yourselves together. Step outside. Find that the uh, sandstorm is passed. Well, that's good. Cool. 
as you take off as the chariot you know leaps up into the air lands up on top of the uh the ridges begins to make its way in the direction of the Akuminit, the guardian vault you can tell that the uh the sandstorm is not gone it has moved huh. now occupying the western portion of the trenches the direction that you're actually going oh crud it well, is following us. us then you make your way riding a distance of some maybe two and a half miles as you make your way forward and then eventually into the sandstorm trying your best to navigate and uh, go and actually give me a survival check from whoever's driving it's Sudi. I always make Sudi the driver. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, driver. I mean, someone else could also be the navigator. I'll, but. I'll act as the navigator. All right. Then. I will drive. I mean, I have a 13, so I mean. I have a okay. 19. I got a 35. But I mean, if you want to switch me out, I don't, I don't have a problem. Yeah. So Sudi rolls a 19 for a 32. Okay. On driving. So. Oh, this is for navigating. Assuming that you're taking 10 on the driving, it's not really a concern. Oh, okay. Well, Because you're not in combat. They are magical constructs of some yeah. sort. But you are having to navigate your way through basically a maze place, even if, even if you can fly here during a sandstorm to try mm-hmm. to find your location. I was going to say, visibility is limited. Which means we're going to have a problem attacking this thing from above because that's where the sandstorm is. Yep. Maybe we track down the sandstorm first. Yeah. <laughs> we may have to, yeah. Fly the carry into the sky. Let's look for the center of the sandstorm. Sandstorm? Okay. Sandstorm. Well, the sandstorm okay. doesn't follow the person unless it's like a really high level version of well, the yeah. weather. It's moving, so. so that tells me that it follows somebody. Well, it could somebody. have been recast. They, they probably recast it because mm-hmm. the sandstorm doesn't move unless it's the eighth level version. Mm-hmm. And if it's eighth level, we're in trouble. So you're scouring the sandstorm for the uh, the caster, or we you? don't even know what know. or who we're looking for. Correct. Yeah, but I don't really want to fight this monstrous, unkillable. Well, very well because the sandstorm gives us a visibility of 20 feet, which is its entire threat range. So we can't yeah, see it unless we're threatened by it. Yeah, but it kind of defeats the whole. Let's stay out of its range, so it can't charge us and pounce on us and murder us in one hit. Well, if you're flying, I don't think it can charge yeah, to the sky. The- if the two of you could stay, like, in that 50-foot bubble above, maybe. That's us flying in a sandstorm. Oh, yeah. The so problem is, with a 20-foot visibility, we're not going to find anything in this freaking sandstorm, either. Yeah. Do we have anything else we need to do? We can't go find... We, yeah, we, we need literally that key. need the key that's in this place. That's the last step. If Censurit might have moved by now, so if we don't find him, let's just go in the sun disk. Do we have any kind of maybe divinations that might help us find this? We used to have the, the bee honey or whatever, right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's just going to give me a riddle. It's not going to tell me exactly where this person is. Nuts. Ah. Well, if we don't find the dinosaur, let's just go in the sun disc and take care of stuff inside. It's not the sun. Yeah, it's not Guardian the sun vault. disc. It's sure. the vault. Oh, I guess Which we, we have to excavate. That was there. the bigger problem was we needed to excavate it. Well, it's, maybe the wind will have helped. Maybe. That dinosaur's still going to be there, but we can try. I, I feel like it will be too, but maybe maybe it's cleared enough that we can run inside. Maybe it doesn't go inside, kind of like uh, we got Tepin some Jew. cover. We could sneak in. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we and we'll have to concentrate in that sandstorm, I think, to cast our spells. Anyway, it's going to suck. Yes, not to mention potentially being blown away by the winds. Well, where are you headed? We are headed toward the Guardian Vault. Yeah, I Very guess well. so. Sure. Citra has spoken. Okay. <laughs> so. You make your way forward. Sudi, it is a challenge. Again, even when you're dealing with magical constructs that don't really seem to care whether or not they're stinging sand, it is still difficult for you to navigate your way 
trying to make your way forward. Occasionally, again, you basically reach the edge of cliffs, and sometimes there's like the back part of the chariot or the front part of the chariot just drops off the cliff before you can even, you know, basically command them to fly before you continue making your way forward. Terrifying. You do think you managed to go in a mostly straight line. Occasionally, you're just following these lines of obelisks that line the outside edge of the trench, in essence, kind of forming this these touchstones that you can reach one after the next after the next to navigate your way closer towards where the sun disk is and the guardian vault. Eventually you descend down into the trench, the stinging sand left behind above down here where the sand is kind of falling in these curtains and piling up. You wonder how long before, no, how many weeks it might take depending on how long these sandstorms go on before it could actually even fill up parts of the trench. Although with the very nature of this place forming, in essence, wind tunnels. It does a good job of keeping it clear. As an odd side effect of it, it means that down here, the sand is not as thick, but it's actually windier. Meaning that you're, in essence, shouting over one another, and while you're forced to kind of continue facing ahead, I imagine that the ladies with you have probably crouched down to use the edges of the chariot as, in essence, wind breaks turning their backs to keep an eye out behind all of you as you squint into the the sand and wind ahead of you. Good thing I've got that damage reduction from all the stinging wind hitting me. Yep. Also, if you're still wearing the mask of Hockatep, at the very least, it's protecting your face from the I the am definitely sand. still wearing the mask of Hockatep, <laughs> so yes. You squint no, your eyes. I was going to say, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if we've ever established if it has eye covers or not, but I'm starting to think it has it eye covers. It does not. It does not? You can oh, okay. see out of the eyes. Okay. You make your way, and eventually out of the darkness... Well, not necessarily darkness, but eventually out of the obscurement ahead of you, a near onyx figure materializes. Teft as you sits on a rock, legs folded under him, <laughs> seemingly just letting the sand wash over him as he stares off into the distance. He gives all of you a polite nod as you pull up. Uh, nice to see you. And to see you as well. It seems that that did not go as planned. Um, no, we got bit. We tried to come back, but now this sandstorm is in the way, so we're not probably going to be able to deal with the, uh... I want to say Kinjutrit, but that's not right. Sensorit. Sensorit. Is it still hanging out by the entrance to the Guardian Vault, or has it wandered away? You left. I do not know if he's returned. Maybe he'll eat whoever is putting the sandstorm in our way. After you disappeared, he asked me for where you went. I told him that I was not certain. Not a lie. After which he picked up your scent oh. and began to follow it back. Okay. That uh, would have just taken him to the obelisk of Ma'at because we teleported there. That's true. true. Although I do not know what powers he possesses. He may have been able to sense your magical structure there and waited for you to emerge. Oh. I can't be certain. Since you did leave another magic mansion back over there as well. Do you oh, have yeah. any idea who's causing this sandstorm or what's causing this sandstorm? Have you felt anybody else around? I have not seen anyone. I have not felt anyone through the stone. Well, someone's causing the sandstorm. I suppose let us know if you find anything. I think we're going to try and get into the Guardian Vault again. I can't be certain. Perhaps you angered Beckon Tofra. Mayhap this is his doing. Perhaps one of the other elemental creatures here has freed itself. Beckon Tofra seemed very one-track-minded. I don't know if he would bother coming over here. Does other creatures freeing themselves here happen often? It's unlikely. I have seen living sandstorms here from time to time. Hmm. Living sandstorms? Yes. 
They're elementals, from the plane of Earth as myself, but they are composed of sand and not stone. They're able to turn themselves into sandstorms, swirling masses. I've never known one to be able to create a storm this large. But it's not beyond possibility if one is powerful enough. Well, last time it was near the monument vault, which we were at last, and then today it's over here, near the guardian vault, where we were at last. It's, it's following us. It's following us. Anyway, I guess we should hustle before, uh... Well, who are we kidding ourselves? That dinosaur is definitely going to be down there, but let's hope it's not. I mean, if he went looking for us somewhere else, maybe we got lucky. That's hmm. the hope. So I guess we'll go forward to see if the entrance has been cleared out by the sandstorm, or if it's just been buried further. It has not been. Do you wish to excavate it? Yes. I guess we will. Very well. Uh, who's all digging? Masika has a shovel. I, I have, have a, a shovel. I'm a cat. Does that help me at all? No. I'm strong. Does that help me at all? <laughs> you use a shovel. Alright, well, I guess I'm on lookout then. You said about digging. It takes about an hour to clear enough sand out of the way to gain access to what appears to be a five-foot wide, ten-foot-high archway leading into the stone itself. Again, you manage to clear enough of this so that you can you can climb your way forward and just slide down into the entryway if you so wish. Which we wish. Notably, the entry is unmarked. I mean, this is fine. We're really just gonna get enough to get our get ourselves in there, I guess. Without, like, you know, escape artists or squeezing or anything. Citra, I suppose you were taking point? Or Sudi? Uh, I am taking point due to yep. trapping. I'm number two. The four of you make your way forward. I suppose nod to uh, Tefnaju. Best of luck. Beware of the Aquaman. Or what Thanks. remains of them. Thank you, Tefnaju. We appreciate all the help you've given us. Good luck. You make your way forward. Stepping ahead, entering into the darkness. Switching over to a new Sirenscape. Sirenscape. Get buried alive with friends. Oh, no. Yeah. We've got teleports and dimension doors and stuff. I think we'll be all right. Famous last words. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Citra, you take point, leading your way into a small chamber. The chamber about 15 feet wide, 20 feet deep. The sound of the sandstorm behind you dissipates as you step into this chamber, just hearing the wind blowing through the open archway behind you. Before you is a life-size statue. Yeah. As you step forward, I'll preempt you if you want, but you can say... Uh, I would like to activate my golem being scared of. <laughs> yep. It does not appear to be a golem. Woo! Before you is a statue of a tall, thin Osiriani man. Older, with a well-trimmed beard and bald head. Does he look familiar by any chance? He looks shockingly familiar, wearing oh. his Nethian robes and a cloak displaying the, the pelt of a leopard. The statue of Nahamra stands here and stares down as you make your way forward. Huh. That's Nahamra. I wonder if he was... Maybe he was supposed to be buried here after he died, but then Hakatep died and he ended up splitting his soul. I mean, it makes sense for Hakatep to make him a cool tomb, too. Because, you know, Trishashek also got a cool tomb. Right, but this isn't... This wouldn't just be Nahamra because this, we know the acumen are in here. Yeah, but weren't they his most trusted servants? So it makes sense to just put Nahamra here too. Maybe in the end he wasn't his trusted servant? Or he had doubts? I mean, he was still a priest of Nethys. 
after Hakatep had already died. That's true. I imagine Hakatep didn't expect the elderly priest of Nethys to outlive him. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Looking the statue over, the statue is, again, life-sized. It has an expression that strikes you as one part. It's odd. Whomever carved this was masterful. Mm. As the expression is one part almost kindly and one part disappointed or disapproving. Are we sure it's a statue? Yes, yeah, I was just like just visit the sculpting area, and this is just actually Nahamra. <laughs> well, no, we know Nahamra was banished by uh, the next pharaoh and cursed, and just... you you had like spirit conversations with him. Looking the statue over again, the statue is life size. Stares down at you. The statue holds aloft a long staff, topped with an onk. Cool. It's usually Anubis's thing. And a stone door exits out of this room. Citra's going to do that thing where, you know, like you move side to side to see if the eyes follow you. Moving side to side, the eyes don't follow you. Yay. He seems to simply look down either kindly or disapprovingly. You can't be certain. (laughs) That sort of like older, oh, well, you know how kids are kind of like almost laughing at you while still having a disapproving look. Mm -hmm. There are hieroglyphs along the base of it, although you'd have to get closer to read the hieroglyphs. There is some sort of magic. Although it doesn't seem to be on the statue, but in the statue. Huh. The key? Um, yeah, so we'll move that forward lucky. and examine it for any sort of triggers, traps, whatever. Uh, also, importantly for Hollis, there is a magic that pervades this entire place. Oh, okay. You may make a spellcraft if you so wish. Hollis rolls a 16 for a 40. I imagine Hollis takes a second to look this over. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? As Hollis is staring up at the ceiling, kind of cocking her head and staring at something invisible. Uh, I guess Sudi will go ahead and uh, kind of put an ear towards the entrance or the the doorway ahead of us, just see if there's any sounds of creepy ghoulies or an anything. An ear slash a toe bean? Not a toe bean. That would, could trigger a trap. Well, I was thinking because tremor sense. Your tremor sense. Oh, yes. Good point. You all make your way in. Citra, looking over the statue, you can tell again, is a masterfully carved statue. Looking over the hieroglyphs on the base of the statue, you can see that they read... The Pharaoh's rule is absolute. In his presence, his subjects may not so much as breathe without his consent. Hmm. It's not very pleasant, is it? I imagine for any of those of you looking over in Hollis's direction, a somewhat of like a look of consternation crosses her face as you look up and identify this magical effect. The entirety of this place is warded by a teleportation trap. Oh. Oh. This spell wards an area redirecting all teleportation into or out of the area to a specific point within the area determined by the caster at the time of casting. So probably nowhere good. Huh. All right. Well, we're not teleporting our way out of here. We're teleporting our way to wherever it tells us that we're going. Wait, why? Oh, there's some sort of trap or aura type thing that if you try to cast teleportation, it'll just shunt you to wherever the person who cast this wants you to be. I'm sure nowhere pleasant. It's probably a safety precaution so people just can't teleport in here and get the Pharaoh's key. Mm -hmm. Might also be to keep anything in here that can teleport from leaving. I like that, Johnny. Yeah. That's possible, yeah. So, good to know. Well, we'll have to do it and escape in the good old-fashioned way by running. Uh, If pertinent, just for Hollis's own edification, you can, of course, this is most likely made permanent. Mm. considering that the duration is only like a day per caster level. Mm. 
Uh, as such, if you dispel it, you could dispel it and deactivate it for 1d4 rounds. Okay. So there's like a backup. Although, there. notably, it is also a 7th level spell. Yeah, Oof. it's a pretty high caster level. So the caster level on it would be difficult to overcome in a pinch. Hmm. Ah, hang on to it anyway. Anyway, there's something magical in that statue. And there's nothing within 30 feet of us. Nothing moving anyway. Hmm. Does the Citra find a trigger, perhaps, to open the statue? You may make a perception roll. I rolled a 16 for a 34. You do find something. It's not in the statue specifically. However, the top third of the staff can be removed. It's actually just slotted in place. Hmm. So this staff seems to come out, but I don't know if by doing so it would cause disaster. Aren't you usually pretty good at sensing that sort of thing? Yes. Is it magical? The top third of it is. But no, the top third of it can just be removed. Oh. There's no magic on it. Yeah, no, that, that part's not magical. Citra will go ahead and remove the staff. Pulling this free. Probably springing back as something falls out of it right at your feet. Ah. <laughs> A petrified piece of wood drops to your feet. Okay, that's weird. Reaching down and picking it up, it appears to be about eight inches in overall length, about half an inch in thickness. It tingles softly with magic. It's magical. We magic it. Yeah, we magic it. What do you get taking 10 on Spellcraft? 34. 14. <laughs> I point out the things to look for. We're using it as a teaching moment. It's a teachable <laughs> moment right here. In front of your great, 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 whatever grandpa. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be very proud. Mm-hmm. He looks on, bemused, but disappointed. <laughs> well, well you know what? Grandpa. If his antics hadn't caused our family to be cursed, maybe Citra would be a wizard. You give him the bemused, you give him a bemused, but disappointed look. He deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the family resemblance. Yeah. This is a wand of stone skin. Oh! There are 12 charges remaining. Wow! They're giving us a lot of stone skin in this game, guys. I'm very, <laughs> very concerned. How long does stone skin last? 10 minutes per caster. You said it's a wand of stone skin? Yes, with 12 charges. Wand of stone skin. Is that a thing a seeker can cast? Who can cast stone skin? I thought wizards had it on their list. Oh, okay. I have no idea. I know Maybe, it's a druid thing, but I don't know. It's also a shaman spell. Yeah. Oh, nice. Very concerning that they're giving us all of this. Caster level four, so that's what, seventh level? It'd be seventh level to cast a fourth level spell, if that's your question. So it's damage reduction, 10 adamantine, and it has 70 hit points worth, and yep. it'll last for 70 minutes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. wants to get stony? I don't think we need to waste Not a charge yet. right now. Oh. Well, that is, that's a good find. And Sudi, before we go in here, you should probably give us all permission to breathe. Wait, Why? The Pharaoh's rule is absolute. In his presence, his subjects may not so much as breathe without his consent. Yeah, better safe than sorry. May we breathe, my god king. Narmer, you're not allowed to breathe. Everyone else can breathe, though. Oh, I've never breathed once in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not entirely positive how my whole magical voice thing works. Magic. It's a little speaker inside. Like, he opens his mouth, there's a little speaker inside that's just blasting it out. Actually, there's a tiny little, like, crank thing inside my mouth that I crank up to talk. That's not true. Yeah, it's actually automated. It's part of my winding. You should probably wind me, Mashika. We haven't brought that up in a long time. Mashika winds Narmer every night. I've stated that explicitly <laughs> several times. I think Rocky winds Narmer's vocal cord. That's true. <laughs> oh, he's just a counterweight. 
Stinger Jr.'s inside of a little hamster wheel inside of my chest. Keep him going. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have one scorpion power. Well, now that our god king has given us permission to breathe, I'm going to check the hallway. All right. Be wary of any statues of Hakotep in here. I'll let you go first when that happens. Well, because it seems weird to give this warning here, unless it in some way applies, right? Like you cannot take a breath with the I really the think it's radius. just another precaution to protect the key. You'd have to, one, you can't teleport in here. Mm-hmm. Two, you have to have Hoktep's permission to either breathe, probably once we get further in, which also yeah. explains why this place is full of undead. They don't gotta breathe. Maybe. I don't know. Only one way to find out. I mean, I can't hold my breath for a really long time, so I guess I'm okay. You're wearing Hakatep's spirit on your head. You're fine. Considering everything else that is registers you as Hakatep, I would I would hope this place does too. Here's I don't know. That Spinosaurus didn't really think about that. Well, well, it's intelligent. Oh yeah, it's smart. It spoke apparently. All right, I'm gonna cast the invisibility just in case there's invisible things. One second. All right. Sit you're looking over the door. Looks clear. Sidra will make her way forward. See, so do you open the door? Yep. You slide the stone aside. Do you guys uh, return the Hummer staff? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Slide the door aside. Beyond Sudi, you can see a passageway opens up pretty much immediately. Turning to the left-hand side, the passage is only about four feet wide and about eight feet in overall height, tapering in slightly to the point that the ceiling is only about three feet wide. Stepping in, you can tell that the walls here are covered in hieroglyphic stories, talking about the glory and the battles of what appear to be six figures. The figures in question being named as Duatseti, Harkhofre, Iphenkafri, Nepturi, Sifru Hekman, and Tutnesret. I'm assuming those are the Aquaman. Most likely. Judging from what you can tell, those seem to be the names of the Aquaman. And occasionally you actually see them in depiction here as you make your way in. Although again, these just seem to be talking about their... In this case, it's not really talking about their glory so much as their loyalty and their dedication to Hakatep. Sudi, you make your way forward. The passage turns to your left, Sudi, as you enter. You make your way a short way down before it turns sharply to the left again. And there, just a short distance ahead of you, is something strange. A dinosaur. No. Yep. Somehow he has crammed himself into this four foot wide hallway. (laughs) He's just like, surprise (laughs) y'all. I got compression. (laughs) He wiggles his way forward at you. He broke off his arms and legs and slithers at you like a snake. (laughs) Um, No. Rounding the corner strangely, you see billing ahead of you a cloud. This purplish ochre cloud that drifts in soft eddies directly ahead of you, occupying the full length, width, and height of the hallway that you can see. Although beyond this, you can only see about five feet further down the passage before it becomes too thick for you to see further. There's a strong smell, something like funerary incense, but underneath that is something eye-wateringly strong that burns caustically at the inside of your nostrils even through the mask. Okay, so what is that? So he like crouches down, kind of probably pulls Citra down too so that the magic users can see. Detect magic. We squat. Detecting magic. <laughs> you may make a spellcraft. Yikes. Mm. Oh, don't Eight. roll great. I roll a two for a 26. 
With a 26, you can at least identify what this is. This is an effect known as acid fog. Ah, yep, sounds about right. Acid fog is an exceptionally thick, billowy mass of misty, misty vapors, uh, much like the solid fog spell. In fact, it actually slows you the same as the solid fog spell does as well. Uh, this appears, you're going to guess again, is permanent from what you can determine. All right, Sudi. And covers everything here. You do note one curious effect to this acid fog, however, as it does seem to have an exception that is not common to the spell. Huh. I'm sure there's a part of your brain that kind of ticks through and is like, was this a flaw in the spell when it was originally created that they subsequently corrected over the last 6,000 mm. years? Or is this an intentional difference? Uh, specifically speaking, it does not affect anything stone. Uh, <laughs> That's why the stone skin. Oh, so we need to cast stone skin on ourselves and we can just walk right through it. Interesting. All right. Um, it looks like if we use that stone skin wand on ourselves, we should be able to pass through this just fine. That's Wait, seriously? Clever. You said it was acid. Well, acid yeah, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect stone. Well, we'll have 70 minutes or until we get hit enough that the spell wears off. Well, uh, addendum to that. Uh, breathing in the acid fog would damage you. Yeah, don't breathe, though. Don't breathe. I but say we send somebody that can hold their goes. breath a long time first, just to see how see? far it is. Okay. But don't go too far. Like, just go to the mean, edge and back and tell us if it's okay. Sure, I can do that. Sudi, like, I guess waits for his stone skin boop, because I'm assuming my DR doesn't actually make my skin stone, so. It does not? Yep. So I guess I have to get stone skinned. I was just looking that up. Um, okay, so I've got DR10 Animantine. So do you make your way forward? Uh, taking a big old breath, yep. You step forward. Missy guy, I think, boops you with the wand. Yep. I'm stone. You feel this stone encasement surround you. Finally. Even your eyes turning to stone. You step forward, plunging into the mist, holding your breath as you make your way ahead. How far would you like to go? I would like to go until the fog ends. I basically need um, to see how long they have to hold their breath. Say when. That could be a while. You make your way forward. Turn right. Okay. Turn right again. Okay. You continue to make your way forward. Sudi, after after about, you know, a minute, Mystica calls down the hallway. Well, Sudi's pretty fast. You so cannot you hear, Sudi. Uh -huh. Keep in mind that you are moving at half speed also the entire time. That yeah, so I'm only this. going 25 feet around, but I can hold my breath for one hour per my con score, so I can hold my breath for... After the second hours. right, you take a third right. It's still you here? To make your way. You've got to be kidding me. After that, you see a fourth right. You think that you've traveled the better part of maybe some 50 or 60 feet as you continue ahead into the mist? <sighs> yeah, I can always run back through it. Very well. I think you're currently at uh, two or three rounds to get back out. Yep. God, it's just a straight line all the way. I am pretty sure you can breathe. You continue to make your way ahead. Not breathing. There's a left turn. Oh my gosh. Up, well, carrying on. You turn left. There's another left turn. Oh. At which point you reach an intersection. Ah, crud. And there's no, like, ending of the mist in either either way? Not that you can see, although, again, your sight is limited to five feet. <sighs> crud. Um. Resist energy communal acid. Get back over here. I'm pretty sure Sudi will be able to breathe, and if he gives us permission, we'll be fine. Okay, then you can test that theory first. <laughs> Sudi, half your movement speed is 25 feet, correct? Yes. Sudi will start turning back. You have five it, turns in. Yeah, at this point, Sudi will turn back because it looks like it's this entire complex. You navigate your way, spiraling back around until you rejoin with your compatriots. 
So it looks like emerges back from the mist. He like he like comes back out and it's just like so it looks like the mist is pretty much this entire complex. So either we're going to have to hold our breath the entire time or hope we find a place. So do do one thing for me. Okay. Step into that and breathe. Okay. Sudi like steps back into the fog and takes just a teeny tiny little breath. Takes five points of acid damage as it burns and sears into your throat. Sudi steps back out. <coughs> it definitely See, still hurts. See, I was figuring if they gave us the wand in the first room and then with this riddle uh, that, you know, ow. we would be able to breathe. He doesn't always count as Hakatep fully. It depends on the situation, I yeah, think. Yeah, so this is one of those times where I don't count. All right, let me resist energy communal acid us. Yeah, that's going to be the only way we can go on. Stone skin everybody, resist uh, acid everybody. And it's, it's what, 30 now? Yeah. Even though Citra knows that the magic will protect her, she still puts her scarf up over her mouth. I mean, that seems prudent. All right, uh, 35 minutes each. How many? 35 minutes? Yep. Okay, we're going to have to hustle through this. I really thought that with the mask and Sudi giving us permission because of the way that riddle is phrased. It may have just been a warning. Oh, wait. I give myself permission to breathe. It's too late now. I've already been infused with yes, acid resistance. But I also don't think the pharaoh has to give himself permission to do anything. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like the pharaoh's avatar at this point. <laughs> do you ah, wish to oh all well. make your way in? Yep, we got to We'll all make our way in. Everybody keeping one hand on the person in front of them, you know? Mm-hmm. You dive into the ochre fog. Make your way forward. Turn right. Turn right again. Turn right a third time. Continue to navigate your way. Turn right again. Turn left. For a moment, Sudi, you feel a distant, muffled vibration. Hang on. There is so- there's something here. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. In my toes. Stay alert, Citra says, drawing a kukri. Uh, what is your marching order, by the way? Citra, then yeah. Sudi, then <clears throat> Hollis, then Masika. Mm-hmm. Citra. Yes? You make your way forward, leading the party around the corner, leading the party around another turn to the left before you reach an intersection. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. Go ahead and add your trap finding in there also. This was as far as I went. I rolled a 17 for a 41. There's a trap on the floor ahead of you. <laughs> Sudi must have stopped a matter of feet away from wow. triggering the edge. <laughs> oh, I'm Very a lucky good duck. that you did not move forward. There's Wait, not that's... a trap on the passage to your right. Can I disable the trap to the passage on the left? You can disable the trap on the passage that makes its way ahead. Go ahead and make me a disabled device. You pull out your tools. Sudi occasionally twitching because he can still sense something in here. I rolled a 12 for a 43. With a 43, you lean down, you pull out your tools. You sprinkle some dust across the magical runes, causing them to illuminate. You pick out the runes, determining what they do. Probably would have been bad. As you disable... The Greater Dispel Magic Trap. Ha! Oh! <laughs> ah, that's smart. No wonder you were counting rounds. Probably let out a little sigh of relief. Look back and nod to Sudi. As Sudi, you feel those vibrations beginning to pick up. And Citra, you turn back to see ahead of you a statue of a man. <gasps> From the feet all the way to the neck. With the head of a scarab beetle. As the clay statue makes its way unimpeded through the magic, lifts Uh, a fist, and I will need initiative from the party 
next time. Oh, ah, of course. I don't want Wow, I would have walked right into that. I almost went forward. I was waiting for it. Oh. Then you would have been like, nope, sink into zone. <laughs> Wait for us no, to come get that, you. I, that wouldn't have gotten <laughs> Wait, me anywhere. Wait forever. Well, I guess Sudi either cleared this place or died in there somewhere. <laughs> we don't know where he is. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyrighted 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.